Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello. Hey, Playmakers. Welcome back to another exciting week on the podcast with us. We're excited for this episode. Yeah, so we don't want to waste any more time. You know that we always like to let our guests introduce themselves, so we're going to toss it on over to her and let her get started. Awesome. My name is Sarah Sweetnam. My husband is Eric Goodbranson. He's currently playing with the Columbus Blue Jackets in the NHL. We've been together for almost nine years now, and we've been on a lot of teams along the way. We have two little ones, Bennett, who is a year and a half today, and Zoe, who is six weeks today. Oh my gosh. A year and a half and six weeks. That's crazy. And we know that you guys have moved a lot, so we'll obviously dive into that a little bit later, but I want to hear and go back a little bit to how you guys got started in this industry, how you met your significant other. Um, So we are both from Canada, actually, which is very, very great for family-wise for summers now, but we actually met in Florida. So I grew up in Northern Ontario, a small town, a lot of snow, and had a childhood dream of going to school somewhere hot, (laughs) and it somehow worked out. So I moved down to Florida for dental school, and it was in my first week there that I had a friend who was visiting Florida she started dating a guy from Florida and she invited me over to go just go visit with her. And so I met my now husband through her and her now husband. Oh my God. We started dating about, it would be about six months after that, but we basically just started talking. We we're all at the beach one day with a group of us and we just started talking in the water. Like I was getting destroyed by the waves. <laughs> and <laughs> It ended up being like one of those days that we just did all of the things we like went for ice cream after when it got burned after the day just like continued and from that point on we basically haven't stopped talking since so that's how it all started he was in Florida for five years I was there for four wow Wow. so once um y'all met in Florida and you started dating with that whole journey and that chapter so hockey how did you get introduced to that because when I think Florida I don't really think hockey so (laughs) what was that like (laughs) Uh, so he was playing for the Florida Panthers it was amazing the team I mean they've been through the lows and highs during his time there. It was his third year there that we started dating. So he had two more years after that. And the fans in Florida were actually amazing. When they were good, the fans were incredible. We absolutely loved it down there. It was so cool that you could, like he would go to practice in the morning and then go to the beach in the afternoon or yeah, it was an amazing, amazing place for hockey. And a lot of Canadians I find go down, especially to make a vacation of it to go see the games. It's you spend less money to go to Florida and go to a game there than you would to go to like a game in Toronto or something like that. Wow. So uh, really fun hockey atmosphere. And it was the team was amazing when we were there too. It was really fun. Wow. Who would have thought? I would never have guessed that Canadians would travel to Florida to go see hockey games versus like (laughs) going somewhere in Canada. That's so funny. Okay. So did you know anything about hockey? I know that like Canada is more known for hockey. So did you know about hockey before you moved to Florida? I did. I mean, I grew up in a small town where winter was majority of what we had. So I grew up figure skating. So I spent most of my time at the arena. So I knew hockey. I mean, I followed our like hometown team growing up. My dad was always a hockey fan. So I watched some games with him, but I was never a real, I guess you could say, I never really yeah. watched a game by myself. I'd watch it with friends if they were watching, right. but definitely did not know 
very much about it compared to what I know now. I bet. It's so fun and so fast paced. And I feel like there's so many like little things that you've probably picked up along the way, but it's cool that you also skate. So do you guys go and skate together ever? Or did you ever do that for like one of your dates? Yeah, we do. We did one of our first dates and we do every year at Christmas, the teams will have a team skate. I wish we went out more than that. I always say we want to. He actually got me a new pair of skates. It was our wedding gift. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so hopefully now that we have kids, we'll be able to go out more with them. I miss it. I coached after I stopped competitively skating. So I, I love it. Anytime I get out there, it's like my happy place. And obviously he absolutely loves it too. So it's a nice date spot that I, we do need to do more for yeah, sure. It's so fun. I'm just imagining like the team skate and then you're out there doing like all these yeah. tricks and then everyone else is like balancing Barely going around. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hold my coat. Let me go. <laughs> I love that. I'm a little rusty because I honestly only ever get out for that one team skate year. So it's like, trying to figure out like your sea legs again or I don't know your rusty is yeah. I'm sure a lot different than everyone else's yeah that's incredible oh and you have moved a ton and that's what we were like oh my goodness you have been all over the place so what was your first move and then also give us the path I want to hear like all the different locations all right so we obviously met and started dating in Florida during my last year of dental school there it was the summer before I went into my last year that he was traded to Vancouver. So probably the, it actually was the farthest possible place that he could have been <laughs> traded in the NHL and the most difficult with time, uh, time change and travel for sure for us. And so he went to Vancouver. I then went out to Vancouver once I graduated. So Florida, Vancouver, Pittsburgh, Anaheim, Ottawa, Nashville, Calgary, and now Columbus. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so mostly yes. in the NHL at first or always in the NHL? Always NHL for him. He had okay. a little, or just a couple, yeah, not a long time when he first started, but that was before we were dating that he was AHL for just a couple of games, I think it was. But yeah, it's been NHL for the whole time. And so for people that don't know hockey or for people that don't know the different leagues, can you explain what the difference is between NHL, AHL, and then the different like levels of hockey? Yeah, so NHL basically... I guess that's what he's always been a part yeah. of. So with the NHL, you either sign a one-way or a two-way contract. So you either are strictly just in the NHL or you can be sent down from the NHL team to their farm team, which would be the AHL. Sometimes it's in the same city. Most often it's not. So that definitely is really a lot yeah. trickier, a lot more to navigate for the guys and the girls that are being sent back and forth. And they can be called up at any time. I know so many girls that have come to visit their significant other haven't seen them in so long and as they're on the flight on the way to visit them their husband either gets called up or sent down oh so they get God. to the city and their husband's or boyfriend is not even there oh um so yeah AHL would be the level right below NHL and then below that would be ECHL and Eric's brother actually played AHL and ECHL as well so the East Coast Hockey League and that yeah so there's the, kind of the three tiers that you can Usually it's between two of them or just staying in one. That gets complicated for sure. Yeah, I could not do the two different leagues and having that in between and not really knowing or having a home base. That's really, really tough. Yeah, that is difficult. Really I, I always laugh at the the term farm team because I we've heard that before and it always makes me laugh because I'm like, I have no idea where they got that from. <laughs> but I love I that. Do, I feel like 
it has to be a Canadian ism yeah. or something, yeah. something from Alberta. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So with your career, you said you were going through dental school. So with that, now you're moving all over the place. How in the world did you keep your career going and then just keep yourself with your identity as well as just trying to keep up with all the moving pieces? Yeah. So that part definitely has been a challenge <laughs> to say the least. I mean, I've always been very passionate about having my own thing and like I absolutely love dentistry I worked really hard to get to where I am so that was always a huge focus for me going into it so luckily being Canadian and having done school in the states I did both board exams when I was in school so I technically can work in either country licenses are a challenge because you have to get a new one everywhere you go and then again getting a visa in the states is a whole other story and that's kind of where I'm at now where it's really tricky at this point but up to this point I've been really really lucky that we had at least a couple of years out in Vancouver I started out with an amazing practice there from that point on I started working at an amazing office in Toronto that I was able to commute back and forth to the places that I wasn't able to work or even keep my job there until I could get a license somewhere else so when we were in Cali I was flying back and forth to Toronto from California because California is one of the hardest states to get a dental license. (laughs) Pittsburgh, I had landed a dream job there with an amazing office. And he was traded the day that I was supposed to start. Oh, Oh, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that one unfortunately didn't work out. But it was, I mean, even just to know that an opportunity like that one was out there was incredible. But yeah, I've been lucky that I guess with timing wise and before kids, it was easy enough for me to at least commute to keep a consistent job in a place that I couldn't work until I could get a license. And I've been able to get a license in every province or state so far that we've been. So I've been lucky. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy because I think a lot of people worry and especially sounds like with your moving schedule and what you guys have been through, the worry of like not being able to get a job at that next place or getting a job and then knowing, okay, well, I might only be here for six months, a year, two years. So did you have that fear in the back of your mind when you're applying for these jobs or trying to get those credentials? Like, oh, this could be a total waste, like Pittsburgh, where you could apply for something and maybe not have the time to spend and stay there. Yes, absolutely. So I mean, again, I was lucky Vancouver, that one, I think I was still naive to what could happen. Yeah. From that point on, we've had a lot of moving parts. And I've just been completely open with employers and honest and I feel like everyone Googles you nowadays, they find out that Eric plays hockey and they put it together, but I I tell them first anyway, just knowing that things could change kind of at the drop of a hat. And there have been, I mean, most places, if he's been traded, I've stayed back to finish out like two or three months or however long it would be of work before moving to meet him or keep up with my job and start commuting or whatever that is. But I've been very lucky with employers that have been very understanding. And especially in the past couple of years, I've done a lot of shorter term positions like during the summer I'll cover for dentists that are on maternity leave or something like that so that's worked out really well to at least keep up with consistent work even though our life is anything but consistent (laughs) I think it is crazy we talk about it all the time like how you put so much pressure on yourself of like trying to make all the things perfect and line up logistically and it just never it's never like that and so it is crazy though how things always work out and they fall into place once you get uh, to wherever you're supposed to be going. But I th- I feel like there should be some crazy stories that you have to share about the moving logistics or just something that you could share to be mm-hmm. like, I cannot believe we made it through this, <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, all of it. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like every part has been wild. Like the first trade, my husband was in Africa at the time with no cell service when he was traded from Florida to Vancouver. And that was our first experience with any trade. So I was, I got home from Nike clinic and was sitting on the couch eating my dinner, scrolling through Instagram. And that's how I found out he was traded. And his agent called me a second later and he explained to me, but my husband didn't find out till the next day. Oh my God. And I was so naive to the entire thing. Like when we were in Florida, I was so lucky because I had all my school friends. I had my own life there. I, the hockey life was amazing too. It was a big part of that, but I didn't fully grasp what it was to move somewhere completely for your significant other's job and to fully immerse yourself in that lifestyle. And you need those people and you need those, the other wives, the other girlfriends to kind of relate to for going through that because it's a really hard thing to explain to anyone of what you're experiencing. There's so many amazing, amazing things about it, but there are so many things that are really difficult and you definitely need to rely on each other for that. Yeah. I think that taught me the biggest. (laughs) So that one was definitely just a shock. Everyone has been very different I'd say like the Vancouver to Pittsburgh Vancouver was tough for both of us I was just starting in my career I was working like six days a week doing evenings weekends we honestly barely saw each other and he had a really tough couple years there with three surgeries a lot of injuries a very very difficult hockey market to navigate so emotionally took a huge toll and mentally took a huge toll on both of us which now we're grateful for we learned a lot from it but I think that trade be honest when he was traded out of Vancouver I was I hate to say that I probably shouldn't say this but I was happy I'm relieved just for kind of a to think of it as a fresh start and to go somewhere new so that one was exciting everyone since I think I've started to get better at just rolling with it and realizing that anything could happen at any time my view with like with my career is I always do what I can get my license right away to try to set up a job knowing that it may not be worth it at all I may never be able to work but at least the options there and I'm yeah. doing what I can mm-hmm. to keep my thing going so oh my gosh I just feel like you've cut you figured it out but it just seems so stressful especially in the beginning like finding out that he got traded via social media is really a scary crazy thing so how does the how do the contracts work within hockey is it like a certain year season or what is the typical like contracts and then what is the trading process looks like so for us in the coaching industry we have this like website and basically like it's a bunch of rumors that people talk about like shifting and different things like that do you guys have something like that in hockey wow no we don't have at least not that I know of anything like that I mean you can kind of get a feeling based on Twitter, which I definitely stay off of now, (laughs) but you kind of get a feeling based on certain things like that, or even I'd say that's a terrible actually example to even say of how you get a feeling, (laughs) but you can kind of see where the team's going, where, how many players are in their position coming up into their position. And if you know enough about hockey, you can kind of see a lot of it's just like moving parts for money too, or this contract's coming up that his doesn't make sense on this team anymore. So they're kind of just little ponds and you mm-hmm. you can kind of feel sometimes when something's coming or sometimes like the Florida one was completely out of the blue he just signed an extension we thought we were looking to move somewhere else in Florida like just another house thinking that we would be there for a long time but yeah, yeah so I guess the contracts to answer your question they can be anywhere from a year to if you're one of like the bigger star players, I'd say you can get like a seven or eight year deal. I think the max you can get is an eight year deal. Wow. The star players can get no trade clauses where they can stay on, stay on their team or they have to be asked permission. If the team wants to trade them to another team, they can say yes or no. Okay. 
for most players, you don't get that. And at any point during your contract, you could be traded for the remainder of your contract to anywhere. So on his one contract from Vancouver, it was a three-year deal. And that was, I think there were four teams that we were on just with that one deal. Wow. Wow. That's so crazy. We, we can kind of prepare ourselves for like the scenarios coming up and we're like, okay, this is probably going to happen. But for y'all, it's like, surprise, you're going to somewhere else. So I think that that is crazy to navigate. And with that, did you ever feel like you just lost control? Like where you're like, I don't know if I can do all this chaos because after a couple moves, I'd be like, again, like we're doing this again. So how do you keep that positive mindset? Because you, you are very positive. So I will say you're. You're doing it the right way. (laughs) I try to be. Yeah, there have definitely been some very, very challenging moments. Like I'd say Vancouver again for us was definitely a really, really hard point. For that, I was kind of questioning everything because my husband was having such a hard time with his career. I was trying to balance somehow fitting in the hockey world with my new career as well. And that was a huge, I'd say that was like the biggest struggle or the biggest Mm -hmm. like kind of circle I've gone over in my mind of like, okay, what's my purpose? What, like, what's my passion here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And how is this going to fit in long-term? Now I just take it day by day and keep going. Yeah. The moves, I'd say the hardest parts are getting to know people everywhere that you are. Every time you're introducing yourself to a new group of girls that, and we're so lucky with, again, sports industry, I feel like that at least you have other girls everywhere you move. A lot of people move and they don't have an instant group that they can join with so we're lucky in that aspect but it's definitely challenging depending where you go a lot of times if you haven't been through and I've been there where if you've never been traded or never been on a new team you don't realize how hard it actually is to go somewhere to say I guess under your husband's identity and you're kind of joining in for his career and not your own thing so yeah depending on the group and depending on whether people have been through it or not and they can relate with that side of it that's definitely a huge one being away from family friends like I mean I've been away from home for so many years now that so many of my best friends I barely get to see we get to talk but it it changes when you miss all of the big things like you're missing bridal showers you're missing you're missing so many big parts of your even your closest friend's life you just can't always be there for everything living away yeah yeah. Yeah. The connection part of it, the moves logistically, it's crazy. And moves are never, you would think I'd be a pro at it by now. They never get easier. Even this one was a complete disaster for us. And like, I should honestly own my moving company at this point, but, <laughs> but you get through it. Like I'm yeah. my big thing. I settle everywhere we go. If I don't have like everything organized mm-hmm. and settled in, even if it may be short term, I can't think of it that way for, I think my own mental health, yeah. I just completely settle, make my own life. And then if it happens to get uprooted again, just go through the chaos all over (laughs) (laughs) that's a good perspective though because I feel like a lot of times like we get stuck in the sports industry thinking like okay well what's next or what's next or what if we move and so being able to really like dive in and make that place a home even if it is for a super short period of time helps you to kind of get in your own routine and you're not like thinking of the future because you're able to kind of like be present so that's a really good perspective so you talked a little bit about missing like your family and being of course you guys are both away from like family 
and friends and far, <laughs> you're far from a lot of people. How is raising kids in the sports industry and what were like any fears or things that you kind of went into that chapter being a little bit worried about or anxious about? Yeah. So that's, I mean, I'm definitely still learning. So I'm very new into <laughs> the kids thing now with two, but definitely still figuring out how to navigate that. So our first was born during COVID. He was born in Ottawa, which is actually where my husband is from. But it was hard because we couldn't really see people that year, even though we were living in his hometown, we didn't really get to see his friends, his family, like his brother would come over and we'd literally hang out in our garage separated mm -hmm. because their protocols were so strict. If you were to get it, they'd all miss games. And I was pregnant at the time too. So it was all pretty crazy. So yeah, he was born in Ottawa. Eric was traded to Nashville when he was six days old. So that was a crazy, another crazy trade for us. But I think with him, we kind of just, we've had to adapt and we've moved a lot already with him. Like he's in his fifth city and he's a year and a half. Wow, today. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, I guess like we've kind of just had to roll with it. Honestly, haven't even really had a chance to stop and think, think about, about <laughs> yeah. that side of it. I'd say the hardest for him right now is, I mean, he's a year and a half. This is probably just us being crazy parents being like, he needs friends. He needs this. And like a year and a half, they see other kids and they start like, they're like, mama, dun, dun. like yeah. <laughs> just rambling all the words that they know that don't make sense. Yeah. And just smiling at each other. So yeah. he's doing okay. <laughs> I think that part, figuring it all out is, has been yeah. challenging now having to being away from family and then with how much the guys that are on the road and how much they're traveling, like um, West Coast, the travel schedules are way harder. So they're traveling a lot farther. They're away a lot more. So he was away a lot last year when Benny was young. And it makes you really appreciate your off season and your summers when you can fully spend so much more time together. Yeah. But I think that's a big part of it. Just realizing that, and Eric had to leave for a month right when Benny was wow. born. So oh he missed gosh. that whole part too. So that was crazy. Even for this birth for our daughter, I was due the end of August and we we're going to have the baby in Canada, but with passports and birth certificates right now, getting those takes can take months. So I would have been stuck in Canada with both babies and Eric would have had to move to Columbus alone if we didn't move here sooner. So we wow. changed our whole travel plan, bought a house within a month. Everything was oh pretty chaotic God. and crazy, but we, we made it work just to be together. So yeah. yeah, I think the biggest challenge and biggest things that we're focusing on are just finding ways to be together and maximize yeah. your quality time that you do have because the lifestyle is pretty chaotic and you don't always get that and holidays or birthdays usually never happen on those birthdays but <laughs> you make it work <laughs> yeah that is our motto you make it work yeah. whatever the day is you just make it work with what you got especially for us it's always Christmas so we always end up having to, you do it when you can. So whatever you can do to make it just a special day. But with all of that, I just am thinking like my mind has been <laughs> circling all those different logistics. So when the moving company comes and you have these two little ones, like at the time, I just imagine like feeling this overwhelming <laughs> feeling of like, oh my gosh, I have all these moving pieces. He's probably gone, right? He leaves like as soon as they get the call. So yeah. with that, <laughs> so with that, how do you keep calm? Because a lot of our industry, even on football side, different sports, everything, that's what happens to us as well. They get the call and then they're gone and then we're left to pick up the pieces. So what is the first thing you do? You're like, okay, I got to figure out X, Y, and Z first. Yeah, so I'm pretty psychotic with that stuff at this point, for sure. Like, <laughs> until I figure out where we're living, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, even if I start to like 
think there's a potential we're going somewhere. I'm looking into what are the potential housing options. Usually a furnished rental is ideal because you never know when you're going to have to move again. And that makes it at least a little bit easier. But as soon as I find a place that we can live, that's when I start to relax and everything else just kind of can fall into place after that. Trying to keep everything and with kids way harder for sure, but keep everything as minimal (laughs) that you're moving around every time as possible and trying to stay as organized. Like my label maker is literally everywhere with me all the time. My son's (laughs) constantly running around with my label maker. (laughs) It's very embarrassing, but (laughs) I don't know. It's one of the only ways that I keep like, I definitely have OT when it comes to like organization at this point too, because every single move, it ends up chaotic get a mess anyway but at least you can have a little bit of control over that maybe (laughs) so do you move everything with you each move or do you guys have like a home base that you kind of keep most things at or like a storage unit I just feel like that was so many moves yeah (laughs) yeah we've had a million storage units we've tried to rent furnished everywhere that we can okay but we also during COVID we rented a place in Ottawa that we completely furnished making it would be our forever furniture that we move it which didn't end up happening (laughs) but (laughs) different every time based on the city what's available for furnished rentals are so hard to find in some cities like Columbus it wasn't even an option for us to try to find something like that so here we did end up buying a place which is the first time we've ever done that I don't fully recommend but (laughs) yeah (laughs) here we are (laughs) here we are I love that. And with kids for the future, I'm sure that y'all have already thought about this because you seem like you're very organized and you're like, I'm ready for what's coming next. So with school, have y'all talked about education and like what your thoughts are? I know everything's flexible and you can always change your mind once you get there, but where are you at now with that? Yeah. So tricky ones, I guess we're very different for coaching. It can go longer Mm -hmm. for sure. For us, there's usually a cap. Like if you make it to like 35 in the NHL, you've had beyond beyond amazing career that's like a I guess old like even right now my husband is technically considered old in the league at 30 which is crazy yeah (laughs) so at least for us there is kind of there's a an end state so our big focus right now definitely is family so like wherever he goes like I know logistically this may not work come the time but ideally to keep the family together to be able to be wherever he is if it's possible is definitely what we would do. A big one for us, my husband went to French school all, all throughout up to the end of high school. So he's fluent in French now and completely bilingual. Wow. Not. <laughs> but we definitely want that for our kids too, because it's, I mean, it's handy for him so many times. It's amazing. The connections that he can make just because of having that extra language too. So that is a huge one that we hope wherever we are, we can find for our kids. But yeah, that's awesome. Though. That's cool. That's so cool. So, okay, so it's a really physical sport. Does that worry you? I am such a like worrier and I don't even have like my significant other is obviously not playing on the field, but I just like feel so deeply for all those athletes and like when they get hurt and things like that. Do you get worried during games? What's your like mentality during games? <sighs> I I would say I used to I'd say now I really try not to unless I have to worry because I definitely did spend a lot of time worrying that didn't really get me anywhere (laughs) he's had I mean he's had so many injuries so many surgeries and it weighs on them mentally like crazy so I mean my husband definitely he's he's not a fighter in the league but he fights me pretty good at his life too. Yeah. so I used to get so every time he'd bite my heart and it still races every time I still get so nervous I used to get so scared every time be like oh my gosh I can't watch like yeah. my heart would be pounding out of my chest now I'm a little bit more 
chill when it comes to that, I think for the most part. <laughs> but yeah, I guess when it comes to injuries, I honestly try not to think about it yeah, unless yeah. it happens and then you deal with it when it happens. And that's never easy. I'd say more of the mental toll that it takes on them than anything is crazy. And then there's the whole concussion thing that's even more scary. And especially in football, yeah. I can imagine it's even more prevalent. So yeah. That's scary. But yeah, that's a good perspective to have because I feel like there's not much you can do. So it doesn't help to worry. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. Said than done, yeah. but <laughs> it is. Yeah. We know. <laughs> well, you said fighting, which honestly, Brittany and I have talked about it before. I am obsessed with the hockey fights. I think they're so fun to watch, which I know that's a segue from what we just said. But the opposite I w- perspective. Yes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, though. I don't have anybody, you know, in in the game but are those pre like constructed I know that they get heated in the moment but I know there has to be players like don't like each other from other teams and they're like that guy if he hits me the wrong way it's going down so like how do these fights like randomly happen (laughs) so I mean I guess they're definitely to an extent would be an element of that for sure but it's like for the most part fights would happen for two reasons one is like a player that if maybe it's a fringe player that is up and down with the NHL AHL is trying to like show the team that they're really wanting to be in the lineup they might may ask another player and be like hey you want to do this like let's go and like just trying to like earn his spot and let it that doesn't happen as much anymore I'd say the bigger thing would be if someone is a dirtier player and they're like giving they hit one of your players in a dirty way that you're like okay that's not cool that's when they'd usually nowadays usually part of that's usually my husband's like okay that's not cool and he's like running after them (laughs) but um yeah those are like the two big reasons that they fight so there are certain players that tend to get on other players nerves more yeah (laughs) more than others and like those probably do get up get into more fights my husband might be one of those I don't know but (laughs) it's so it's such a talent though like being able to fight while on skates that's like that's a talent. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like every part of what they do with any sport, if you think about it, like my husband will break down certain little plays or like one little pass and what he does and what goes through his mind for why he made that play and what he sees with every other player around him in that split second. You're like, and as a fan, you watch it and you think it's amazing. Like it is amazing to watch, but you don't realize how much they actually know and what goes into I mean, especially from a coaching perspective they know even more so of like how much goes into every little decision and how amazing it really is what they do so yeah even the fighting part it's incredible actually how yeah. how so good they true. can be at it now yeah that's so true it's, a, it's such an interesting way to think about it like when you're actually involved with the sport and not just a fan from the outside looking in you can appreciate all those things because that's what they practice. That's what they like know, you know, they can look at things from a different eye than other people can. So I love that. Okay. Our last question, we ask this every single time at the end of our interviews. So if you could go back in time and tell your younger self one thing, just starting out in this industry that would help yourself today, what would you say? Just go with it. <laughs> I'd say that's yeah, the biggest one. Just roll with it. You have no control over how anything happens enjoy every single part of it as it comes because it is as much as it's hard and there are difficult times it's amazing and you're so lucky to be a part of that life and meet so many amazing people along the way so kind of yeah just embrace it all and 
go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And if anybody wants to connect with you on social media, maybe to ask some moving tips, maybe <laughs> to just say hello, where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, just my name at Sarah Cena. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone that's listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast or on TikTok at More Than a Season for the latest updates. If you have enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.